Blue Wire. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of The Rebuild. I'm Henry Ettinger, and I'm starting to get uh, PTSD from doing that, guys, because this is now the third time I've turned on the mic in the last uh, 36 hours or so, and the first two episodes have been lost. They will not be posted, and the reason why is because everything said on the episodes was then made irrelevant basically immediately as I went to post them. So I had a whole episode with the Raiders guest uh, when we thought Case Keenum was going to be the quarterback two days ago at this point, breaking down, you know, what to expect from the game, what the game plan would change, you know, going from Baker to Case Keenum. Lo and behold, as I go to post that podcast, boom, Case Keenum tested positive for COVID. Turned on the mic this morning. Uh, I'm recording this Friday afternoon. I turned the mic on Friday morning and, and did a whole solo episode previewing the game with Nick Mullins as the quarterback, you know, based on all the COVID news we got yesterday, all that sort of stuff. Uh, you know, I was went through, you know, how that's going to affect the matchups, et cetera, et cetera. And now come to find out again, as I was about to post uh, the episode, I just finished editing Adam Schefter tweeted out that the Raiders players have been instructed not to get on the bus as scheduled for the game Saturday. And now we officially know that the game has been postponed to five Eastern on Monday. And boy, oh boy, where do you even begin? Okay. I guess first things first, do I think this was the right call? Yeah. I think it was the right call. I mean, the, the players, uh, you know, we're, we're talking 22 players at this point for the Browns that had tested positive for COVID. I mean, from a health and safety perspective alone, I think it's the right call because, you know, if the Raiders want to avoid, you know, potentially having problems for their team next week, I mean, they also should want this game to be postponed, right? Because almost undoubtedly Browns players would be playing in that game that, that would be, COVID positive in the coming days and could put the Raiders at risk as well. Now, uh, you know, debating whether or not players should be allowed to play if they're symptom free or stuff like that, that's a whole other issue. But I can tell you the reason the NFL hasn't gone down that path yet is very simple guys. And the reason they postpone this game is very simple. The NFL does what is best for their bottom line. That is how they operate as a league, which is why I didn't think they were going to move the game. Originally. I said so on, on these defunct podcasts, um, I didn't think they were going to move the game because they moved the game to Saturday in the first place because it's a standalone, you know, game that that's going to provide higher ratings in a Saturday primetime slot than it would Sunday amongst all the other games. Now, you know, they move it to five Eastern uh, on Monday. Why five Eastern? Well, because then it's still a standalone primetime game. They're not, they're not idiots here, but you know, the, the thing is here is number one, if, the Browns had to forfeit this game because they weren't able to field a roster. That would be bad for the NFL's bottom line. And, and so th- there's that. And then the second thing is, you know, these leagues at some point are liable. I mean, this is why the NFL and the NFLPA negotiate all of this stuff, right? Like the NFL just can't unilaterally say, okay, players that are asymptomatic uh, and, you know, are vaccinated can go play. It doesn't work like that. Like they have to negotiate that with the players union and they, you know, the players union was the one that was, has been pushing for more testing and all of those things uh, as well, because they want to keep the players safe and we don't know all the information yet. So I've seen a bunch of people suggest like, oh, the NFL should just let them play it, uh, you know, it, 
if they're not showing symptoms and stuff like that. And, and while I may not disagree with you on that, it's not that simple. Like the NFL just doesn't wave a magic wand and get to do whatever it wants. It, it has to understand the liability involved with it. And they're just not going to make that decision without knowing all the information yet. I mean, there are certainly uh, there are early indications that Omicron spreads faster but also may not be as severe, but we don't know that for sure. We're not going to know that stuff right away. And the NFL is not going to take that chance. I mean, they're again, looking out for their bottom line and, and they understand that they don't want to put that thing at risk. So they move the game to Monday. A couple other thoughts on this. I am so, so over both the Browns fans saying the NFL was against them earlier in the week. And now the Raiders fans saying that the NFL is against them. Oh my goodness, am I so over this? I, I've been going back and forth with people on Raiders Twitter all day today. I mean, it's it's mind-boggling to me. Like, and the players too, the players tweeting out, like, can you not read? It is very clear what, what the NFL said in their statements in the preseason. Number one, they said a team would have to forfeit if the outbreak was among unvaccinated players. Big emphasis, double underline under the word unvaccinated, because as the Browns reported today, Every single person, staffer and player that tested positive for COVID for the Browns was vaccinated, which is why the Browns did not have to forfeit and which is why the Rams did not have to forfeit, which is why the Washington football team did not have to forfeit. The players were vaccinated. That's what the NFL said. And now I've been seeing a bunch of Raiders uh, people point to the memo that the NFL said in July, by the way, which predates the rules about the vaccination stuff. They said absent medical considerations or government directives, games will not be postponed or rescheduled simply to avoid roster issues caused by injury or illness affecting multiple players, even within a position group. Again, reading comprehension, absent medical considerations. Do you not think that over half a roster testing positive for COVID when at the time that memo was released, we had vaccines that were working quite effectively against the COVID variants of the time that were working quite effectively through, I don't know, say 13 or 14 weeks of the NFL season until this week. Is that not a medical consideration? Like, I I don't know how to help you, man. If you can't read, I can't help you. Like, I, it's right there. It says it. And then, Oh, and one more point. I've got another rant. I've got another beef with with, uh, with Raiders fans. And I saw, you know, uh, I'm not going to name his name, but a respected journalist tweet this out. A guy that I that I know, and I think it does some good work. But he was tweeting about how J.C. Treader being the head of the players' union is a conflict of interest, and he should have recused himself from discussions of this during, uh, you know, the the discussions about postponement. First of all, that is incredibly irresponsible to say that not knowing, you know, to, to suggest that J.C. Treader can't do his job as head of the Players Union simply because his team is involved. Uh, you know, they're, they also postponed three games, so it wasn't just his team involved, to be clear. But players elect their representatives. The Raiders players all got a say in this, as did everybody else. That player always plays for a team. That player's team always comes up as part of these discussions, maybe not with COVID specifically, but you know, there are rule changes every single year that may or may not positively uh, or negatively impact a, a, a player's team. And, and all of those different rules and regulations, this has come up time and time again in the NFL, in the NBA, in the MLB. A player can understand what team he is on and also listen to the rest of the voices in the league. So to suggest that that is impossible, first of all, is just frankly wrong and is something that comes up all the time. On top of that, though, on top of that, 
J.C. Treder was one of the people advocating most vociferously for more testing earlier on this week, which I saw a number of Browns fans that I did not agree with call him anti-Browns for doing so. Why would they call him anti-Browns? I don't know, because it resulted in all of these other Browns testing positive who are asymptomatic. Why do you think the NFL started testing more? This came out yesterday as part of the Baker Mayfield uh, you know, statements where the team practiced, they didn't get tested before practice because the NFL didn't want to test them before practice because they knew there would probably be more positives. But then the NFLPA stepped in and said, hey, you're not going to test them the way you said you were going to test them. They tested the Browns after practice. Lo and behold, the Browns players started testing positive because that's what's been going on with the spread of this virus. So earlier in the week, we had people calling J.C. Trotter anti-Browns because he was supporting testing. Now Raiders fans are saying, oh, well, because he plays for the team, you know, he's pro-Browns. Uh, it's actually that just, hey, J.C. Trotter might actually be doing his job as the head of the NFLPA as far as the players representative. Like, is it, nobody consider that. Right, right. It doesn't fit the anti-Browns or the pro-Browns narrative. So, you know, they uh, that wouldn't fit in with either side. It's just, it. Twitter has been an absolute cesspool. Reddit has been an absolute cesspool. I just, I cannot believe some of the conversations going on there, guys. And so many people are like, oh, like Raiders fans are like, oh, the NFL has an agenda against us. Oh, right. Like the NFL would have an agenda against one of the teams or well, against one of the least most popular teams that they would definitely want to succeed because that would mean more money for the NFL. That would mean more revenue. That would mean more eyes on the television. Like, yeah, they're against you specifically. Sure. Sure. Raiders fans. I'm sure that's how it is. I just, the whole, uh, the whole playing the victim, uh, whether it was Browns fans earlier week, earlier in the week or Raiders fans. Now I just, I hate that. I can't get behind it. It's childish. It's stupid. And it's just not true. So, all right. That's my rant over on that, on, on that piece of it. I was just, I was so fed up with it. I just going back and forth, seeing all, again, people I can like respect, but like are just not being rational. They're just not being rational. Like there were other teams involved in this too. And they canceled the games because of the health implications and because of the bottom line implications. It's pretty simple. I don't think it like it's not rocket science here. So anyway, and also, oh, wait, no, no, I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep going for a second. The players not knowing the rules also, like so many players tweeting out, like they said they weren't going to cancel game or they said they would make them forfeit and stuff like that. Like, again, you don't know the rules in your own league, like read the rules. It's like when players don't know the overtime rules, like people laugh about it. They're like, oh, ha, ha, I didn't know it could end in a tie. Like, that's not funny. Like, know the rules. Like, it's not that hard. I don't know. Uh, so, rant, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tone it down a little bit now. But, yes, game moved 5 Eastern Monday. Now, I've seen some speculation about whether or not that's going to have a massive impact. For the Browns, I think it will result in some players getting back. I don't know if it'll be everybody by any means, but there have already been some reports that some Browns players are are testing back in or will be able to test back in, quote unquote. Uh, so I would expect some of these Browns players to come off the COVID list. I'd also expect some more Browns players to go on the COVID list as well. I think we saw Kareem Hunt go on the COVID list today who, uh, you know, wasn't going to play anyway, but that's got to worry you because got to assume Nick, he's going to be in close proximity to Nick Chubb and, and uh, you know, maybe Demetri Felton, maybe Dearness Johnson. So I'm still a little worried 
that there could be more positives here, that maybe this game still might not happen on Monday or still might happen with a pretty limited Browns roster. There's also the possibility that the Raiders get back Darren Waller for this game on Monday, a guy that was ruled out, of course, is their best player on the offensive side of the football and arguably their best player in general, whether you want to say him or Max Crosby. But there's that you know piece of thing things as well. Uh, you know, I, what are you going to do? I mean, if they get him back, they get him back. I mean, that's just part of the delay here. And that to me, that would be fair in the same way that it's fair that the Browns players come back. So we have no idea who's going to play in this game Sunday. I don't know if it's going to be Nick Mullins. I don't know if it'll be Case Keenum. I don't know if it'll be Baker Mayfield. Who knows? I think you can, you know, it's safe to assume that the Browns will still be limited in some capacity. And I talked about that. I still don't, you know, I don't think their chances are going to be great here, no matter who it is. I mean, they haven't been able to practice all week. You know, Kevin Stefanski may not be coaching this game. If it is Nick Mullins, like there are worse third string quarterbacks out there for sure. There are worse backups out there than Nick Mullins. You know, guys we've seen this play this season, the, you know, the John Wolfords for the Rams, you've seen uh, the mess in Carolina, Josh Rosen's gotten snaps. Jacob Eason's gotten snaps in the NFL. Joe Flacco's gotten snaps in the NFL this year. Like Nick Mullins played three seasons in San Francisco. Like he's been on an NFL field before. Oh, I, how did I leave out Tim Boyle? I mean, like that guy did not belong on an NFL field. And we've seen him take snaps this season. And when you get down to your third string quarterback, you would be lucky to have a guy of Nick Mullins experience. So He's not, uh, you know, he's not anything special. There's a reason he's the third string guy who's been on the practice squad all year, but he's played in NFL games. He has experience. And I think that's at least a saving grace for Browns fans. If, if he is the quarterback on Monday, again, who knows what's going to happen by then, but I think you've got to feel okay about the fact that the Browns have him there about as of now, they have Nick Chubb in the backfield. I think the biggest worry has to be the offensive line. I mean, they basically got a practice squad offensive line out there. Uh, and then I think your other biggest concern is can, you know, will Miles Garrett and Denzel Ward be out there uh, just because Jadavion Clowney tested positive today. I mean, that's your, your actual biggest concern really should be the, the, the slot corner because Hunter Renfro is the next best Raiders weapon. If Darren Waller is hurt and with no Troy Hill, uh, and, and no Greg Newsome, uh, it would seem. I don't know. You know, he he was ruled out with concussion protocol. I don't know if that changes with two days of extra rest. I don't know. But without those two guys, you know, Newsom probably being your second option on the slot. You're on to MJ Stewart in the slot against Hunter Renfro. You've got no safeties either. All three of the safeties that get run for the Browns are out. So you're looking at like Richard LeCount and, and, and Moffitt maybe as the two safeties. I mean, that's pretty dark too. So again, I mean, they've got guys out all over the place. So for the Browns, even if they get some guys back, they're going to be massively depleted in this game. I think offensively, it's all about, Hey, is there a path to 20 points? I think that's, you know, if you get to 20 points, you feel like you've got a shot of your defense holding the Raiders under 20. If it's 17, maybe if it's 14. It's getting pretty tough. I mean, the thing is, uh, with you know the healthy Browns defense, maybe you could expect them to hold the Raiders to 14 points. But again, this isn't going to be the healthy defense either. Like this is, yeah, Miles Garrett and Dunza Ward might be playing, but and JOK. So yeah, your best starters are there, but you're looking at reserve defensive tackles, reserve safeties, reserve slot corners. I mean, 
it's not exactly ideal either. And, and guys that haven't played together. So I think that's going to make it tough to, to make this defense all that complicated. And who knows what the mindset will be of these teams either. I think that's the other piece of it. You know, are the Raiders going to come out pissed off feeling like they got screwed in this game? Are the Browns going to, you know, be banding together through the adversity or will they be a little bit more of a wreck having not been able to practice all week and having to deal with the constant testing? I just don't know. I I have no idea what the mindset of these teams is going to be. I don't know who's going to be available. We're just going to have to ride this one out uh, together, Browns fans. It's like one of those things where it's like, Okay, we got an answer to the question of when the game is going to be played, but we basically have no other answers. So we'll just have to wait and see. That's all I got. I wish I had more for you. I mean, Vegas still thinks the Raiders are, are should be pretty big favorites. Uh, so, you know, the Browns at one point were favored by six in this game. I think it's sitting at like Raiders uh, plus or Raiders minus three right now. So you've seen a shift. It had gotten up to three and a half, four. It's come back down a little bit, I think, because of the postponement news. And now it's, I mean, it's been taken off the board in a lot of places too. So who, your guess is as good as mine, Browns fans. If I had to put a percentage on it, I'd say the Browns are a 15% chance of winning baking in the fact that I think some more guys will go on the COVID list and a couple guys will come off. You know, if Baker Mayfield starting, I think that goes up, you know, 25, 30%. If it's Case Keenum, maybe it's 20. Nick Mullins, 10 to 15. I don't, that, that would be my guess just based on what we know right now. That's kind of where I would put it. I think the Browns are still in trouble here. Frankly, I think their season has been massively impacted by this and it sucks. Like the postponement is good. That is helpful, but that is overshadowing the larger point here that that COVID is going to put a a major damper on this Brown season and make it very difficult for them to win what is pretty much an essential game for them if they're going to make a playoff push. Like They're going to be running out of practice squad offensive line against Max Crosby, who's been one of the best couple pass rushers in the league this season, and Yannick Ngakwe. I mean, I think you know, they've created a Miles Garrett, Jadavion Clowney type duo over there. And we have to put a practice squad offensive line out there because of this COVID situation. So it's not ideal. We're just going to see what happens, I guess, Browns fans. I'm going to ride it out with you. I don't know if I'm going to record another podcast at this point, guys. I got to be honest. I mean, the news is just, it's changing so rapidly that we might just have to ride this out and see what happens. I promise you, we'll give you, you know, a post-game reaction and all that stuff. But I, as I said, this is my third podcast in 36 hours because the news just keeps changing and I don't know when it's going to stop. I mean, I know some Browns players are going to test back in, or I at least think so based on what I've heard and we'll get the word on who those people are. But I also suspect some other people are going to go to the list. I mean, Jadavion Clowney did today. So Doc Wilson did earlier this morning too. So we're just going to see who's there on Monday, show up, who's got the uniform on. All right, we got to roll out with those guys and get it done because if this team's going to survive, they need this game. And I guess you hope you lean on your leaders who are hopefully going to be available to to rally the troops. Uh, You know, they've won a game without Kevin Stefanski before. We got beat by the Cardinals without their head coach before this season. So that's that's all possible to to win a game without your head coach. And and we'll just – Cheer them on. I think that's the only thing you can do. Browns fans, I've really, you know, as much as I was uh, hating on some of both Browns and Raiders Twitter uh, today, I've also had a bunch of really positive interactions with people the last couple of days in my DMs uh, on Twitter and replies. There's been a, a, it's been some of the most active uh, conversations 
of the entire season. So that's been really fun. Uh, a bunch of you out there uh, have been great to talk to. So I'm Matt Henry underscore Ettinger. If you don't follow me, uh, if you do follow me and you've got some thoughts, please tweet them at me, DM me. It's been super fun to go back and forth with you guys. And I think this will be, you know, at the very least an eventful game on Monday at five Eastern. So we'll see if it gets played even then, but as of right now, Browns fans, that's what we know. That's what we're going with. And so, we will be there. I will be cheering them on. I'm sure you will be too. So just two words for you. Go Browns.